0: Hello and welcome to the last chapter of my travel on Lime Kiln Pike story with your host Brian Powell. In today's chapter, I want to talk about a crazy few days I stayed in one of the most iconic places to go to for spring break. The 305 Miami Beach, Florida, in March of 2021. From a relaxing day at the beach Touring artistic and visual wonders, taking in the night on South Beach, to the most uninteresting nightclub I've ever been to, this trip had it all and then some. To listen to more Traveling on Lime Pipe podcasts, please like and subscribe. Now, let me tell you about Chapter 23, Miami Beach, Florida. So what brought me to Miami Beach during spring break of 2021? If you haven't heard, that was a crazy time to be in Miami Beach. And while we were planning to be down there during spring break, we didn't know how crazy it was going to be. But I honestly had gone down to Florida for that time of the year to actually visit my girlfriend's extended family for the first time in West Palm Beach, which was about an hour and a half away from Miami. So I went there in good intentions to really meet her family, but we decided that we wanted to have a two- or three-day getaway in Miami Beach. Just to enjoy time with one another in a very great and cosmopolitan city. How do we get to Miami Beach from West Palm Beach? And first, we started from Philadelphia, took a simple JetBlue flight, which is only $45, to get to West Palm Beach. And after we stayed in West Palm Beach for a few days, going to actually Palm Beach as well and seeing the immaculates of that area, we decided to take an Uber from there all the way to Miami Beach, which is only ninety bucks and it was pretty quick and efficient. Where do we stay? We stayed at a little boutique hotel eighteen sixteen Meridian house. It was actually even better than I expected. It was a decent cost, around $100 some dollars a day. Had a kitchen, had a decent enough space for us to kind of move around. It was only a couple of blocks away from Miami Beach. And Lincoln Drive as well. So yeah, that's why we decided to go to Miami Beach for that week. Little did we know the craziness was about to ensue when we actually arrived there. If you do decide to travel to Miami or Miami Beach, here are some tips and tricks that will allow you to enjoy your time as best as possible. Tip number one, Miami Beach isn't Miami. As someone that is not very familiar with the South Florida landscape or Miami, Miami Beach is not Miami, the city. Both have completely different vibes. Miami Beach is actually an island adjacent to the downtown of Miami, and it's more touristy in Miami Beach compared to more residential city life in Miami, the city. Miami Beach, it definitely has more of a party, entertainment vibe, and when you see the iconic art deco area, that's in Miami Beach. It's also very helpful when it comes to Ubering purposes because there's a lot of things to do in Miami Beach and Miami and to get from one to the other without having a car, you have to Uber and it could be a little bit more expensive than you originally planned. Tip number two, hotels don't check your bags. One of the most unique sites I saw in Miami compared to a lot of other cities that I went to where a lot of people were holding on to their carry-on luggage or the general luggage throughout the day. I originally thought most hotels you can leave the, the bags at the hotel and then you can kind of go about the city however you want to and then come back and pick them up. But since a lot of these hotels are boutique hotels and very small, they don't allow that ability for you, that them to hold on to the luggage for you. So you'll see a lot of times, again, people who have 8 o'clock flights that check out of their hotel at 11 o'clock are dragging their bag throughout South Beach and Miami Beach. So something to be aware of. If you do travel to Miami Beach, make sure you get a hotel that is more highly known, maybe not a boutique hotel, especially if your plane, your checkout isn't consistent with one another and you have to have some time to walk around the city. Tip number three, it's a party town. While during the middle of the week in Miami Beach, specifically in South Beach in the entertainment district, it was very calm. Miami and Miami Beach is definitely a party town. Even during those calm times during the week, it was still a lot of activity, especially it being spring break. It's a lot of noise. There's a lot of craziness and a lot of flash and expense. And if that's not your cup of tea, especially when to have a relaxing weekend, Miami Beach might not be the ideal place for you. However, if seeing a lot of people acting a fool, having a good time, and that party nightclub atmosphere is something that you really want to do, definitely go to Miami Beach. However, I would admit there were some areas in which you can have a nice dinner and be a little bit more relaxed, but it's probably a little bit away from the Art Deco area of uh, South Beach. Tip number four, don't eat yourself poor. Miami can be a very expensive place to eat. Most of the lunches and dinners that we had, especially at sit-down restaurants, were at minimum $15 to $20, and some of them were higher than that, almost $40 or $50, For some of the places we had a rooftop night dinner. Also just want to let you know. Which I wasn't aware of. A lot of restaurants had an automatic service fee added to most of their bills now. So instead of paying a tip as a part of your regular bill. They already add that service fee. Which is basically a 20% increase in whatever your bill is. And they will also ask for an additional tip too. So. You thinking, um, you know two trades for $15 will cost you 30. More than likely it can cost you $40 with that additional service fees. And then you might have to pay an additional tip on that as well. So I saw a lot of people, especially college kids, bring in boxes of Kraft mac and cheese, going to the grocery store, buying a whole bunch of stuff at Publix and bring it to their hotel and eating there instead of wasting a lot of money eating out and about because not only could that be expensive, there are a lot of places that it was hard to even get a reservation. So th- as a tip, it, it's very expensive, especially if you're on a tight budget eating in Miami Beach. And lastly, tip number five, more than partying. Now, I did say Miami Beach in Miami is normally a party destination, but there are way more of the things you can do while you're there. There are art museums, there's galleries you can walk through cool neighborhoods you can watch sporting games when they're active you can go to the mall and shopping you can take pictures at uh, different art exhibitions as well again or you can just lay on the beach all day and just relax with friends so miami miami and miami beach has a lot of other things outside of partying and if is not really your style you can kind of separate yourself and just have good food Look at great art and spend time with friends on the beach. So, Miami, you can basically do anything you want and have a good time. So, yeah, those are the the top tips and tricks I suggest when going down to Miami Beach. And while it's a very expensive place and it can be pretty rowdy, you can find opportunities to kind of have fun however you feel fit. If you do decide to travel to Miami, or Miami Beach, here are some places and locations I recommend going to really enjoy your stay. The first place I highly recommend and where we spent most of our time was South Beach in Miami Beach. South Beach is the iconic spot of Miami and Miami Beach where you have all those famous old-fashioned hotels, you have the beach, you have all the people kind of walking around in bikinis and swimsuits and it's that vibe of of Miami everyone kind of wants to come and see. You can do a lot of different things there. You can go to the actual beach which is one of the more immaculate and nice beaches I've seen in quite some time. Especially if you can get there early before 10 or 11 you can have prime spot and spend all day at the beach. You also have the art deco district where Again, where all those famous hotel landmarks are during that strip where it has a bunch of restaurants as well as other activities for people to be involved in. You also have the entertainment district, so if you're more into bars and clubs, that's a great area which you can kind of enjoy yourself. And then akin to South Beach, a little bit further away, is uh, Lincoln Drive where you have a ton of restaurants and shoppings. Areas for about a mile stretch, and it's a good way to spend an afternoon if you want to get a little bit away from the craziness of South Beach, but not be too far away. A second place I recommend going to, especially in the entertainment district, is a restaurant called Bacon Bitch. It's actually called Bacon Bitch. It's a restaurant that mostly sells breakfast sandwiches as well as alcoholic slushies, and it's a very trendy restaurant in the Miami Beach area. The nomaker of what brings people there, I assuming outside the trendiness of the sandwiches, is the guests are greeted as being, quote, bitches. Not as a derogatory term, but as a term of endearment of, no, hey, we're all similar, we're all here with one another. So usually when they greet you, they say the word and... A the menu items have the bitch word in it as well. So again, it's a very trendy restaurant. We were waiting in line for an hour just to get in. And the food was relatively good for a breakfast sandwich. I've had better, but the alcoholic slutches, I think, was what really drives people there. Another place I definitely recommend going to is the Winwood Art District. Now, the Winwood is actually across the bridge from miami beach in the city of miami no more than a 10 15 minute uber ride away and not that expensive to get there but it was a a great area so a prejudified area that has a lot of bars and restaurants and trendy uh, places within there it's definitely a young professional artistic place and a lot of the streets have murals of different people throughout the block. So it's a very artistic area. And places I recommend going to is the Winwood Walls. That's the famous art wall place within Winwood that people take cool pictures and it's a $10 fee to get in. You can be there for maybe an hour just walking around, seeing the murals uh, against different walls and taking pictures. But it's a good, relaxed time that's there. It's kind of not as busy, as frantic at South Beach and kind of unwind as a normal resident of Miami Beach would. Another place I recommend going to eating there is Nozimo's Greek Kitchen. The reason why I recommend this place is the customer service was fantastic. It was only a few blocks away from Wynwood Walls, and they give you significant portion sizes when it comes to the Greek food they provide. I think we had a platter of rice, beans, salad, I think some lamb, and the plate was as big as maybe like a 10-inch pizza pie. It's it's It was humongous, and it's only $12, so I definitely recommend going there if you end up in uh, Winwood. Another place I recommend going to is the Bass Museum. It's a small little modern museum in Miami Beach. Maybe a five-minute walk from the beach, and maybe $10 to get in. And it's a very good modern art museum that you can spend maybe an hour, hour and a half in. And I think they have some events at night in order for you to be... uh, Uh, be part of as well and it's kind of a little bit of a a detour or a different vibe than the spending the time in south beach and dealing with all the, the craziness that's down there another place i recommend is the Vizcaya museum and gardens again this is in miami it's a little bit further away maybe 15 20 minutes away from miami beach but it is humongous mansion from this this i think architect who had built this staple of a, a house years and years ago and they have a, a great gardens outside the house is immaculate it was built in like the 1800s or 1900s i believe i'm not 100 percent sure on the date but it's very historic site within miami and they are a lot of people taking pictures there the weddings are performed there it's a it's a very popular place and it's a it's a great historical look of how people back in the day have built Homes uh in the Miami area. And lastly, uh, I will recommend a restaurant called juvia It's on Lincoln in Miami Beach. The reason why I recommend it: it's a sunset dinner experience as a prefix meal that me and my girlfriend had, and it'll be $40-50 a plate, but you had immaculate views of miami beach you can see a little bit of the ocean and it's a kind of a good way to unwind at night and have a good romantic time with uh, a partner that you really appreciate but yeah but those are the, the places and locations i recommend going to uh miami as well as miami beach and i admit if you have go to all these places in your time there you want to have a tremendous time in miami and miami beach Usually, during this point in my podcast, I would tell a story about an experience, an event, or a circumstance that happened during my travels. Even for this podcast, I've recorded at time in Miami Beach what I had a very terrible experience going to a nightclub or a bar. But I felt I didn't want to end the podcast on that note. I kind of wanted to end the podcast with a word of advice. For all the listeners out there, especially ones that really want to travel but can't seem to find the way to do it. I know there are a lot of times in life where things come up that won't really allow you to travel how you want to. Whether it is a trip is too much money, you can't find people to come with you, whether you're too busy at the office, or you'll push it down to a later time when you have more free time. I would say if you truly want to do it, do it now. Seize the moment. Live in the day. Because you never know what the next day, week, month, or year will hold that might not allow you to be able to take those trips. There were times last year I wanted to go to Italy, and Lisbon, Portugal. And I had a ticket all prepared. Had the hotel taken care of. Bought a ticket for eight months down the line. And then COVID-19 hit and we couldn't travel internationally for a year. If I would have known that, hey, if you see a great ticket now, you go for it now because you never know what's going to happen if you can even go two or three years from now. So if you're a type of person that is waiting for later, having excuses that it's cost too much money, you can't die with your money. At the end of the day, you want to be secure with your finances, make sure you can pay your bills and take care of your family and take care of yourself. But sometimes it's worth spending the extra two or three thousand dollars, or two or three hundred dollars, to, to have an experience, have a moment that you'll live on forever. I know uh, when my father passed away a couple years ago, he had so much stuff in the house I couldn't count all the stuff, and eventually most of it we just threw away because it was things me nor my brother wanted to keep. And it was nothing that it was really of true value. Like a couch is fine and a bed is fine, but it's no true value to me. The only things that were actually valuable in the house that I really took on were my father's guitar collection, in which in the intro song for this podcast is actually his song being played in a memory of him. But the only other thing that I really kept and wanted to keep holding hold on to were the photographs. Photographs of my grandmother, my grandfather, their family, my father when he was growing up, and then my immediate family when we were growing up within the house and over the last 30-something years. Those were the things that the most priceless memories for me, and a lot of those memories were trips to be taken, places we have gone to in the area of Philadelphia, family reunions. Those memories are super important. And the material things, even up to the house, were not that big of a deal. It was those memories, those photos, those videotapes, those DVDs of the times we spent with one another. was something that I treasure and I hold on to. So I say all that to say, traveling will create those memories, will create those photos, will create those experiences. In which you'll love and cherish and remember for the rest of your life. Because at the end of the day, the only thing you really have is you and your family and your memories. Everything else can come and go, but those will stay forever. So that's a piece of advice I gave to you in my last chapter of my Traveling Online Pricing Pipe story. Make those memories happen. Because those are the things we've been the most treasured throughout your whole entire life. Thanks for listening to this chapter and the book of my traveling on Limekiln Pike story. These last two seasons have been an amazing way to keep the memories of my travel adventures fresh in my mind for years to come. I also hope you all learn a few different tips and tricks throughout this process so your travels to these amazing places would be just as fun as mine. Just to let you know, we are still having a season 3 of the show, but I'm switching up the format to not only keep things fresh, but to also talk about other travel stories that might be out there. Plus, I'll also still be doing special tips and tricks episodes and one-off programming of unique destinations I go to in the past and more importantly in the future. So, stay tuned listeners, you have a lot of new and exciting content coming your way. And lastly, as always, if you decide to travel, make sure you bring a pal. Talk to you soon, and see you next season.